three, two, one. Welcome. We are here at Healthzilla Weekly Podcast, episode number 11, about um, healthy habits during this very difficult period of time where everybody is, is under quarantine. Half the world, I guess, is now under quarantine. Would you say, Laura? Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. And like I think everybody is, is actually like. practicing uh, like this uh, social distancing, regardless yeah. of whether it's an official official statement from the government, but everybody's trying to stay at home. Exactly. So obviously, as we all stay stay at home more and more um, uh, time nowadays, it, it becomes more challenging for everyone really to maintain our healthy habits, such as going out for a run, going to the gym, going out to the grocery store and buying healthy, um, healthy vegetables and lean meats and all that type of stuff. Um, and actually, even keeping up with with uh, with your routines. Have you had any any challenges yourself, Laura? No, I'm problem free, as you know. You know, I just problem completed free. like a 60 minute <laughs> uh, YouTube yoga session, whereas oh, I'm too awesome. scared to go to my actual yoga studio because yeah, the yeah. you know social distancing practices over that specific studio that that isn't really great. So uh, I've found my online resources and, you know, we, we still get to go out in Singapore. So um, I went for a run yesterday and, and right. so on. So how about you? I actually, because um, I'm, I'm trying to do the social distancing dance quite uh, as much as I can. So what I did now is, or today is I, I ran up and down the 40 flights of stairs uh, in my apartment <laughs> building. So that actually, right. that's actually really heavy as a workout as well. But enough of our blabbers here. We ha we have a special guest um, uh, today, and we we are joined by Tina Simbanen. Um, she resides in Finland, has over 30 years of experience in the in the field of health and fitness um, and exercise. Um, she's a personal trainer and has awesome insights in terms of what can we actually do um, to ensure our healthy habits um, uh, or we can we can upkeep our healthy habits over these over these uh, difficult periods of time where we need to spend um, more and more time in in indoors how are you Tina welcome thank you thank you very much and thank you for having me um, I'm doing very well if if you can say such a thing during these times that you are doing well but but uh, I am after that's, that's that is good to hear. Where where are you where are you uh, based right now? Are you in Helsinki or? No, I live in Espoo, which is Espo, about okay. ten kilometers from uh, Helsinki. Yes, right. I'm uh, I'm working at home, and uh, trying to still uh, sort of keep in touch with my children who are not living at home anymore, and and just getting used to this new situation, really, which is oh, uh, quite quite. Uh, interesting and demanding at the same time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, could you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, your background, because you you have an amazing experience from the field of um, health and fitness uh, for sure. That sounds so nice. Can you say that again? <laughs> In the amazing, <laughs> so, amazing. I really like that. Yes, thank exactly. You. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like you said, um, I have been working in the. Um, fitness industry for a little bit over 30 years. I have my bachelor's degree in physical education and coaching. Um, I did my, you know, studies a very, very long time ago, last century. And uh, then after that, I have studied uh, sports leadership, 
business management, um, nutrition, and uh, my latest education, which I finished uh, uh, 2018, uh, was um, solution-focused uh, brief therapy. So I studied that for two years, and, and uh, I sort of, um, I, I was not thinking that I will start working as a therapist, but mm. uh, I found that I, I got some very nice new tools to use as a uh, personal trainer. Yeah. So uh, I was really interested in, in that education. Um, I'm also a co-founder of Fitness Academy of Finland. Uh, FAF is one of the leading health, fitness and uh, wellness education providers in Finland. And um, I started the company together with my colleague Petteri Paakkunainen. That was back in 1997. And, oh, so you, guys, uh, during... you guys have been, have been around for a long time, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And that was that was sort of my my dream come true. I had been working for big companies like Reebok, for example, here in Finland. But I always had sort of that idea that I want to start a company of my own. And and then I found uh, Petteri, who had been living in the United States for two years and, and he had been studying personal training, which was really, really new at that time. Uh, in US and also in Europe. So we, uh, as he came back home to Finland, we started the company together and we were the first ones to introduce personal training and personal training uh, education here in Finland. That is so that, that is quite awesome. So you've, you've really dug in deep in terms of um, uh, making a career, making a business, making a life out of um, health and fitness. So that, that is um, um, simply awesome. Now, yeah. um, Interestingly, though, because apparently, um, or may, may I assume that a lot of your your customers are then like companies and and so forth who need to now in this new situation to adapt their um, like offerings in terms of personal training and, and workouts and all that stuff um, uh, for their staff uh, under under the quarantine situation. How has this uh, this current situation changed your own um, daily life and, and work um, as well? Well, uh, I have to say that after the first shock, <laughs> after the first, um, like, let's say a couple of days when mm. I, I'm also teaching group fitness. So I okay. teach uh, or I used to teach six hours a week, indoor cycling, uh, step aerobics, if you still remember what that was yes. <laughs> back in the days. So um, uh, I received a letter from uh, the fitness club saying that, unfortunately, they have to let us go, uh, obviously, when they are closing the doors. So so I thought, OK, six hours. I also had some um, clients at the same club who I was, I was coaching. And I understood that as they are closing the doors, I will lose uh, some more hours and, and my income will decrease and mm. and um, so it, it took me a while to sort of understand that I have to start learning learning new things and and sort of uh, thinking of new ways of, of doing this work so uh, I went down to the local um, what do you call a store where you get cameras and microphones and okay. uh, all this all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff so I can start doing uh, online training so uh, that's that's what I have been doing in, instead of running, you know, to different clubs and different companies and, and riding my bike every day, you know, several kilometers. Now I sit at home and I do most of my coaching at home. So that that has been a really big change that uh, 
I'm spending a lot of time alone, as most of the people. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Now, it is it is a rather interesting situation overall in the in the world. Even though you know, of course, it is a a, a definite crisis um, ev- on every single aspect of it. It's a it's a it's a health crisis. Number one, of course, mm-hmm. um, this virus threatens our health. It threatens the world economy, and it has a sort of a secondary health impact as well, uh, which is um, as a, as a result of this of this isolation or social distancing and staying at home. Then what's the implication towards people's health and healthy habits? Because there, 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 there must be a lot of risks towards, you know, people just sitting on their butts and watching Netflix mm-hmm. and doing not, nothing because they sort of have the excuse of, you know, I can't leave my house, I can't do anything here, and and you mm-hmm. know, you just order order some um, some food from delivery or or something like that, so you don't actually even eat that eat as healthy anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and have arguments of... with the family as well because you're spending all that time together. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of seeing seeing that there there might be um, or there will be a, a bit of an issue coming out globally with this. Um, so hence, let's let's like dive into some of the healthy habits that um, that you know we we should all focus on when we are staying at home uh, and mm-hmm. you know doing the social distancing. Now, mm-hmm. how would you approach this, Dina? Um, what would be, could be if we if you sort of break this down into into three or four different sections like nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and so forth? So, how would you? How, what would be some of your thoughts on how should we focus uh, or uh, face our nutrition for example um whilst mm-hmm. we are locked locked in inside our houses and homes mm-hmm. if i if i may uh, approach this a little bit differently because okay. I, I can i can tell you what i'm doing with my clients for example the ones that i'm i'm doing the the online coaching with and and uh, like yesterday i had a um I had a talk with with quite a new client who started with me just a couple of weeks ago and and she is trying to change her way of eating, exercising, sleep, you know, how much time she spends working and so on. And she said that, you know, this is just overwhelming because first of all she's trying to learn all these new things, obviously not everything at the same time. But but now she has been sort of focusing on the nutrition that she eats yeah. four times a day and, and what kind of food she puts on her plate and what to buy from the store. And now we are in this new situation again that you probably cook for the whole family and you cannot make probably get the same ingredients from the grocery store as you did earlier. So so I, I sort of we, we started to talk first about you know, what can you do in this new situation that you are focusing more on uh, the solutions, not not mm. the problems that this and this is so much harder that you try to think that what are the things that I can do? What 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 is sort of uh, available and, and what kind of changes I can still keep up in my nutrition? I can eat regularly. I can still eat my breakfast. I can eat lunch. I can probably even make uh, sort of better quality food because I'm cooking myself. I know exactly, exactly. what I'm yeah. cooking, yeah. for example. And and uh, even though, you know, the fake news or whatever, they keep telling us that we are running out of 
not only toilet paper, but everything, <laughs> you know, the veggies like and fruit exactly. and everything, right? <clears throat> Which is not true at all, you know, and, and it's, it's really funny because the, uh, all the, uh, the, uh, the local market owners are telling us all the time that, you know, we have plenty of stuff and, and new things are coming every single day. So you mm. don't have to worry about this, but sort of, I think that's really important that you sort of understand that there are still so many things that you can do. This is, it's, it's not the situation where, you know, there is no food available and, and no electricity and <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. There are still so many things you can do, but you just have to sort of make your own daily routines, even if you have to write them down, but, but you sort of follow the same schedule every single day and that's that's something that we have started with that okay what is your daily routine what 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 is your schedule what time do you get up when do you have your breakfast so the starting with these easy little steps and then going more into detail you know the nutrition what is your breakfast what should you avoid and and so on and so forth it is a very good point. So basically to make sure that you only eat at whenever you've planned to actually eat. So mm-hmm. and it, it, it might actually be even be easier at, at home office to do that um, as opposed to work, especially if there are a lot of snacks um, at your workplace, such as mm-hmm. my workplace. It is easier for me not to eat snacks when I'm working from home because I don't have any snacks here. So, But it's, mm-hmm. it's one of these things that <clears throat> comes into my mind is, is that simply schedule your your meals and stick mm-hmm. to the plan. Do not eat outside of those windows and do not, you know, um, or, and, and ensure that, that you know, uh, don't don't fall into snacking too much and avoid avoid that um, excessive snacking because those right. cal- calories will right. count. It's, Right, and obviously it, it it takes some discipline. I mean, it's it's uh, you have to make those choices and decisions when you go into the grocery store. So you are not buying cookies, and you know, and 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 you are not feeling very hungry when you walk into the store. So you can make the right choices. You probably have a shopping list, mm. so you know exactly a shopping list that you have planned ahead. So you know exactly what you are buying, and and uh, but sort of learning and taking the opportunity that you probably have more time to uh, plan and and also to make your food that that you can make the good salad and you can choose the good ingredients and and you can make the omelet in the morning you are not in a hurry and i many of my clients have said this that it it's sort of at least now in the beginning it feels really nice when you wake up at 6.30, you take your shower and you do your morning routines, whatever you do. And and even if you prepare the good breakfast, you probably do a little bit of dynamic stretching in the morning. By 7.30, you can start working because you don't have to sit in the traffic and spend oh, yeah. all that time commuting. So, um, yeah, that that's making a big, big difference to a lot of people. So they are sort of saving time and then you can decide those hours that you are, for example, not commuting, how do you want to spend that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think the one of the trickiest things is if you've been laid off due to the uh, virus and mm-hmm. you're currently unemployed, I think work gives great structure to your day. So, you know, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, you, you could be sitting at your desk at 7.30 and, you know, be super efficient and everything. 
and kind of your day structured because you want to have your lunch and, you know, maybe do some kind of a, a lunch or workout or something. But for mm -hmm. those who actually have either temporarily or permanently lost their job uh, due to mm -hmm. a crisis, it might be devastating because you, you simply have so much time. Yeah. And also you're probably uh, running on a limited budget because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you never know when the next uh, paycheck is going to come in. So uh, any tips on sort of uh, meal planning or groceries or anything related to that, if, you know, you happen to be in that awful situation where you don't know uh, what to do that day, would you recommend, you know, uh, going for walks or doing more exercise or actually trying to study online or how to sort of structure your day in that case? Well, exercise is quite often the first thing that I recommend because we all know how it impacts your hormones. So, so even if you go just for a little, you know, half an hour walk, and especially at this time in Finland when the spring is finally coming, and today it's, you know, we are sweating here. It's plus eight degrees Celsius. It's it's very very. <laughs> it's quite it's warm. Very, yeah. It is. It's yeah. it's very warm at this time of the year. So just going out for a walk, listening to the birds, maybe, you know, taking some pictures of the flowers and so and mm. so. So sort of trying to, I know it's, it, you know, some of the people say that, well, it's so easy for you to say because you always see something positive in everything. But it's, that's also a way of, of learning, you know, that, that's something that you can, you can learn. And that's actually something that we studied quite a lot at the, um, when I was studying uh, brief therapy, that, yeah. you know, you are not focusing on the problems. And when you do brief therapy, you don't, you don't go back to the history, you know, your, what kind of relationship you had with your mom or whatever, but you are focusing on the solutions. So same thing here, that even if you start with just a, you know, a, a tiny, tiny thing that you go outdoors and you take you know, 500 steps or whatever, you, you have some kind of a, a goal and, and yeah. you sort of sort of acknowledge that when you have done your little walk and, and you sort of understand how much better you feel. And, mm -hmm. and for some people, it's maybe, you know, writing a diary that today I did so and so and so, but something that makes it sort of visible for you that you are focusing on your own well-being mm -hmm. absolutely and i think i, I think um, i was just thinking about this because uh, because it's so great what you just said even though no, no matter what the circumstance that we as human beings are in we usually mm -hmm. at least most of us it doesn't go for everyone but it at least for most of us the mental well-being is quite heavily tied into the the sense of control over your life mm -hmm. and the sense mm -hmm. of control over your life can actually improve dramatically if you have a very structured routine how you how you how you go about through your day despite mm -hmm. your despite your circumstance and I, mm -hmm. I i love i love the way how you put it that okay well there's a there's a lot of concern in the media and you know for a good reason about people's uh, men mental well-being during this mm -hmm. um, stay at home um plus all the mental pressure and fear and all that and one of the 
best ways to combat that fear is simply to change your state. And how you change your state is as for what you said is go and do something physical. I do a bit of exercise in the morning or whatnot. And again, combining that to your daily routine and, and daily schedule, that gives you that pathway out of this, um, this whole situation um, without, you know, gaining 55 pounds of weight or whatnot um, mm -hmm. and you know mentally mentally sound as well would you agree mm -hmm. oh yes oh definitely and and it's like it's, I have been reading quite a lot about depression and how to cure depression if you don't want to start with medication obviously if, if you are very deep into depression you have to start medication yeah. but but uh, th that's that's what they say you know the first steps are start with the routine, find something to do every single day, you know, set your alarm at 9am, by that time you have to be out of bed, put on your clothes, don't go around the house in pajamas all day, you know, make these little routines that you repeat day after day after day, and, and then you start feeling better. I have seen that, I have had... Um, uh, when I was uh, studying, we had to do uh, 100 hours of uh, therapy sessions. So I had quite many uh, clients who had depression. And, and I have seen that, <clears throat> that it works. It really helps mm. once, you know, you get going, no matter what the problem is, but, but little by little. And then also, you know, reading, you know, finding like the same thing with this situation that, that, uh, you study, you know, you, you find out about the real facts and, and uh, you understand that there is a, a lot of fake news out there. So you sort of educate yourself that you start to understand why things happen. You know, when you do this, these things happen that you sort of, you know, you take a sort of responsibility of your own actions. And, exactly. and uh, I, yeah. And, and, uh, for example, here, when Laura was asking the question, which I didn't really answer about the food, but uh, it's, it's interesting that in this situation that we are right now, there are so many new, I wouldn't say startups, but, but uh, new ways of, you know, uh, grocery stores, they have a lot of food that they cannot sell anymore, they cannot throw it out, so they have yeah. little companies who are actually cooking, they are using the ingredients and then they cook something, and sure. then they That's sell awesome. it the same day, you yeah. know, and, and then these different kind of applications that you can find places that are, are um, selling food with reduced price and so on. But you have to be curious. You know, you, you can just not just sit at home and wait that somebody's coming to help you, but you have to help yourself. Exactly, exactly. It, it is. And it, um, as per what you said, it's so important to help yourself. Because mm. I've, I've noticed this myself as well, um, that as I'm not so actively out and about, I'm living by myself in a, in a like a shared apartment in my room. So basically, <clears throat> I am confined into my own room, so I don't have like a house where I can roam around or whatnot. So it is it is rather difficult to upkeep those like healthy routines throughout the day as you are by yourself. So the, so the self-talk mm -hmm. is actually really important. So you cannot give um, give the, uh, the negative thoughts too much space. Uh, just mm -hmm. simply follow your schedule, follow your plan, whatever you've um, set for yourself mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to do that day. Mm -hmm. Just a quick, uh, <clears throat> because I was thinking about 
again from my own angle and from many of the, the people in the world who might might be um look you know watching after their weight uh, and don't want to gain too much weight um over the um uh, the quarantine period or, or whatnot and overall stay healthy as well so what what is your take on cal calorie counting do you think that that that's something that people uh, should uh, look into as well or <laughs> that's a really interesting question. I, I think about, I answer that same question weekly because, uh, you know, most of the clients are so worried about the, the uh, calorie intake. And I, I, I sort of understand that, that in the beginning, when you um, sort of understand that there is a certain limit of energy that you can take uh, if you don't want to um, go up and, and, and gain weight, so uh, maybe in the beginning, you know, when, when I start with the client, I might uh, use some kind of application and um, sort of make the client understand that, that when you eat this cupcake, for example, you get 450 calories or whatever yeah. it is. But I have found that even, um, even more sort of useful and, and a better tool has been for my clients, they take every single time when they eat something. It's it's also a way of teaching them uh, to eat regularly. But every single time when they put something into their mouth, they take a picture, okay. and and ho ho and then they send it to me, and and hopefully they are only taking pictures of their meals, real meals, and then snacks, and they take mm -hmm. the picture, and then they describe shortly what's on the plate, and then they score. Uh, the, the meal that they just ate. And, and it's really interesting then let's say that somebody sends me a picture of their lunch and there are french fries and a burger and one carrot yeah. Yeah. and they, they give a score eight and I ask well <laughs> how come you came up with the eight when I was thinking of four or five or five and a half or something yeah, like yeah. that. And I had this really funny discuss, uh, discussion with, with one guy and he said, well, there's the carrot, you know, that gives me, <laughs> that gives oh, me awesome. the, yeah. the extra points. So instead of, because I have, um, I have also worked with some um, uh, supplements and where, where it was really, really important to count calories. And from that four year experience, I think that if you start counting calories way too much and, and you become sort of very, you know, cautious about uh, this, this has 400 calories and this piece of bread has 80 calories, you might uh, come up with some kind of uh, eating disorder. And, it, and it's, it, so I, 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 uh, I'm not very, very sure that the calorie counting is a good thing. I, I sort of, I believe more in educating by sort of you know understanding why does this cupcake for example why does it have so many calories although it's so tiny that you sort of understand that there's yeah, a lot of sugar there's a lot of fat and so on so so i i sort of i like that approach more than counting the calories plus we all know that when you are counting calories and if you do a food diary, for example, you usually um, there, there's a pretty big, um, what is it called? Like a, a mistake, uh, Under, the margin is a, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right about 30%. So yeah. does it really do any good? I don't know. 
It is. It is one of the one of an interest, interesting question for sure. I've been a big fan of calorie counting uh, ever since my oh, big, really? big diet <laughs> self. Um, but I, I do I do sort of understand your point in terms of it might create some problematic behaviors. That's what I've potentially experienced myself as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was because of the calorie counting. It was simply because I drank I drank my calories so low that it it became a bit. But anyway, I, I do understand your point, and I, I do like the um, the process of taking a picture of your meal and, and actually scoring this. And it and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but the the, the higher the score, the more healthier the meal. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So, yes. That, yes. That, ma- that makes you th- that makes you actually think a bit before you start eating. Okay. Well, how how high can I score this um, this mm-hmm. meal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it, it does. So that's the top tip for nutrition. Take a picture of your meal and rate rate it. Um, and I, send it to me. I just, I just <laughs> had the most delicious piece of carrot cake before this uh, chat. So how um, would you rate that? And what I would you rate that? that? <laughs> 10 because it was so delicious and I baked it myself and I used organic carrots for that. Um, right. Mm, that's actually, that's an interesting thing that you said that, that, uh, there is also the other aspect of enjoying the food, mm, you know, yeah. that, like Laura said, that you can, you know, you make it yourself, you bake it yourself, you know precisely what's in it, and, and you know that it, it does you good mentally yeah. as well. Mm. So I you might score it 10 for that. So, you know, it kind of scraps off all the bad elements and the sugar and everything because I put some really good stuff in it as well. <laughs> okay, send me some, please. <laughs> it, it, it is actually a very good point because um, I, I remember when I when I used to have a kitchen in my previous apartment, I, I did all sorts of like healthy cooking and baking and all sort of stuff where I simply swapped um, the, the flour to protein powder and sugar to stevia and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and you can actually make... Uh, very very delicious meals and desserts and everything by simply um, switching up the ingredients and you because as for what Tina mentioned earlier because you actually know what you put into um, put into your cooking it will make it make it healthier at the same or it's easier than to make it healthier at the same time rather than you mm-hmm. go out and buy that from somewhere else mm-hmm. that's something but I've struggled a- with now as I. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's something I've struggled with as I don't have a kitchen anymore. So I have to actually try to like like buy meals from outside and then then from the hawker centers and so forth. But what I did notice previously when I had a kitchen is that it's so easy just to um, you know bake and cook enjoyable meals um, with uh, with known calorie amounts and all that. So to to keep everything under control. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's uh, there's also the other side when you when you do this when you for example. Um, bake healthy stuff i remember i'm i'm no big cook I'm, I'm i'm not really you know i like to eat good food and healthy food but but i'm not really a cook i i cook food food when it's necessary for my children and so on but i remember when the kids were smaller and and they were always asking you know mommy why can't you not bake anything all the other moms are baking and then i said okay mm-hmm. i will bake something and and you can sort of guess the rest. You know, I made something very very healthy and special, and you know, no sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I ate it myself. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else wanted to touch it. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. So, so so then I sort of decided that it's it 
it happens so rarely that I cook something or bake something, especially bake something. So when I do, you know, I put all the sugar and, you know, white flour Full and everything in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, precisely. Very good. So top tips towards nutrition then, um, do you schedule your meals? Um, do you make sure you stick to your uh, eating schedule, eat regularly? Mm-hmm. Take a mm-hmm. pic- and top tip, take a picture of your meal and rate it from one to 10, how healthy it is. Uh, there's something interesting to ponder, obviously, um, towards what you eat. Because um, mm-hmm. And obviously, um, because of the fact that, yes, we are all home now and it, it would be so easy to binge watch Netflix or over the week- weekend or something, um, do you ensure that if and when you do want to snack something, do switch those um, chips and peanuts to celery and carrots, for example, and 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 cook a or, or uh, mix up a healthy healthy dip or something uh, uh, on the side of it. And th- th- these are the the simple ways for you to ensure that over the, the period of time when you might not get in a you know outside and to walks or runs or whatnot, depending on the quarantine situation in your own own in your own country, then at least, you know, you stay healthy in terms of, um, in terms of what you, what you eat, healthy habits mm-hmm. and you know, ma- maintaining your weight and losing weight and maintaining weight, whatever it's, so it's, it's 80% starch in the kitchen and what you put into your mouth. So <clears throat> from that angle, you know, it's uh, this perfect time to focus on this quite a lot as well. And Shall also, we... so... sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to add that, that, um, during this time when you can probably not move around so much. So um, you don't have to count the calories, but but you can for sure, when you are taking the pictures, for example, this is what I've been telling my clients, that when you look at the, because most of them keep the pictures, so they can sort of compare, you know, what they did one month ago and what they have learned during these four weeks, for example. So now when we are not using so much energy and you're probably not exercising so regularly or, or you have to do more work at home or whatever it is that changes the amount of calories that you use, that, that you sort of, um, you start to learn how to have um, the same amount of sort of food on your plate, but you start to learn that instead of taking you know, three big pieces of meat or chicken or fish or whatever it is, you take a little bit more of the veggies and instead of taking, you know, a piece of bread and and maybe a potato, you you take um, green salad and uh, you add some pieces of carrot and, and celery, like you said, that you sort of understand that you limit the amount of calories, but you still have uh, enough food on your plate so it's so you sort of still have that sense of you know I'm eating something I'm not yeah. just decreasing all the time the <clears> amount <throat> of food and and then um, what a lot of people do at this time when they when they um, watch Netflix and so on I always ask them to turn off every single device when they are eating so you are actually concentrating on what you have on your plate, how much you are eating, and also that you have the time to understand that now I have eaten enough. I'm not going back to the fridge and taking something more because I am not hungry anymore. So if you're watching, you know, Netflix, you're eating all the time, you're you're concentrating on something else. You're not, you know, having time to feel that sensation of, of fullness that this is enough food. I don't need any more. So, mm. so it, learning also new <clears throat> skills that way. 
Exactly. That's actually a very good point. Is uh, it's you have these cholecystokinins, uh, how do you say, remittent remitter substances, something which basically or neurotransmitters, I I think, mm -hmm. in your mm -hmm. in, in your stomach, which which then signal to your brain that whenever your stomach is full. But <clears throat> if you eat like mindlessly, in a way mm -hmm. whereby you you eat very quickly, these um, these these neurotransmitters do not have this do not go enough go go fast enough to your brain to signal mm -hmm. for that fullness mm -hmm. so hence it, it is a good point <clears throat> and it's good also point. uh it's it's something that uh, a lot of people when when they are they go when they are working a regular working day they go out for lunch and they only have half an hour let's say time to eat and you have to stand in a line for a while and blah 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 and yeah. then you have probably planned that you run some errands after you have eaten so you eat very quickly and and uh, now you have all the time. You you are at home. You are not in a rush. You're 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 not going anywhere. So you can also start learning to eat a little bit slower. So exactly. then by the time when all this is over, you you hopefully have created this new good habit of eating uh, slowly. Absolutely, it's it's a it's a golden tip right there. And one one thing which I. I noticed myself because I've had this issue of eating too a bit too fast as well. So if I've planned to eat something, I've, I've planned a meal, I eat it, and I'm, if I'm still feeling hungry after that, I have this so-called 10-minute rule. So mm -hmm. um, I stop eating, and if I'm hungry after waiting for 10 minutes, I, I set a timer on my Apple Watch for 10 minutes. Um, and if I'm still hungry after 10 minutes, then I then I can go and eat more. Every single time after that ten minutes, I'm no longer hungry. Even though mm -hmm. when when mm -hmm. I when, when I finish my meal, I'm I'm still craving for something something more. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I, I yeah. <laughs> I, I think I saw a study somewhere that um, that they have actually studied this. That when you take your first plate, mm. you, your your body and your sort of brain knows how much energy and how much food you demand at that time so so your your body your body is so wise it knows you know you don't need the second plate true true yeah. so you you automatically do that yeah, yeah. yes absolutely all right um laura do you have any any special tricks or tips when you and your family are are um you know socially distancing any um any cooking advice or or, or health in terms of nutrition anyway I wouldn't other, say, other than um, other than the lovely carrot cake, which I yeah, really that was amazing. <laughs> I, I'm so Did you proud of myself because I'm not like really, I'm I'm not really good in the kitchen <laughs> whatsoever. I'm I'm amazing when it comes to pastries, but due to all sorts of health geeky reasons, I I bake super rarely. So this is a rare rare treat for my children, and they are psyched now that mommy was baking. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and I managed to even add some some you know super ingredients into that. So that that was good. Um, but I would say uh, just cooking at home uh, really makes a difference because usually uh, in Singapore we we eat out a lot, and then you actually never know what what went into the uh, what went into the food. So mm -hmm. cooking at home allows you to actually know precisely what's what's going in. And an mm -hmm. um, interesting tip just related to the slow uh, eating, fast eating conversations you guys had previously, um, the uh, super famous book called Ikigai, which is about the Japanese wisdom of 
uh, is it like content living? One of their uh, basic rules is actually to to always eat yourself eighty percent full. Oh yeah, true. Mm-hmm. That, yes, that's, uh, the blue zone sort of approach. Mm-hmm. How they you know l- live a really long and healthy life. Uh, and I would I would say I, I've, now that I've had all the time in my hands uh, working from home and not spending one and a half hours on commute, um, I've actually tried to really observe when that 80% fullness uh, level is there. And it's difficult. It's tough. Even if I have not, yeah, I, I eat very slowly. Tough. Uh, and I would say I eat relatively small portions, but still, like even after the, the smallest portion, many times I feel like I'm completely full. So this will be my, I think, my, my experiment for the remaining stay at home time, just to try to find that sweet spot when the 80% is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it might also happen that since you are eating very small portions, your stomach is, is getting smaller. I mean, it, it does exactly. look nice. Right. Mm. So I'll become mm. like a twig. Yeah, a tiny, tiny one. Body yeah. adapts to everything. Yeah, right, you so. never know. But it's it's a, it's a, that's something um, when you said that now that you have more time to uh, try to learn that. And, and that's, that's something that I, I find that is really, really difficult for clients. Uh, it has been for a long time difficult for them to understand that all changes, they do take a very, very long time. And I hope that after this crisis, people have, you know, learned something that you don't have to have everything, you know, right away. I have to learn this right now. I have to get the results right now. And why is this diet mm-hmm. not working? And why am I not losing this weight? And why does this exercise feel so hard? And it's Sometimes, you know, you feel like you're banging your head against the wall when, when you know that you have been doing and you have been living this kind of, you know, lifestyle for 35, 40, what, 60 years soon. So, so uh, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. People yeah. are just so, you know, they, they just want everything right yeah. at the same time. And so it's that's, funny because it's grown-ups, you know, you would imagine exactly. they, they, right. they have the patience and, you know, they, they mm-hmm. know that nothing comes easy but still mm-hmm. when it comes to health and, and wellness it's kind of you you really want those results overnight mm-hmm. we, yeah. we're still looking for that magic pill that magic pill that's right sell, that's selling right. Sell, selling well for decades yeah. without any results yeah. that's that's the problem all right guys let's jump into the second uh, um, obvious thing which we need to talk about in terms of the social distancing staying at home and healthy habits is obviously exercise. So what and how should we approach exercise? Um, and obviously just moving around. Um, for example, myself, I can't I can't move around too much because I don't really have a big room. Uh, gladly, I can mm-hmm. still go outside for a run. That's that's good. But maybe somewhere else in the world, you know, people such as Italy or something, which is on a, under complete shutdown right now, um, then obviously the <clears throat> moving around the house and doing workouts and such uh, back at home would be quite obviously uh, essential for you to be able to maintain a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it does seem that, that the fitness industry has like so quickly adapted to this new situation. It's like all the fitness influencers and, and gym chains and CrossFit boxes and everybody are now providing like home 
workout routine. So it's quite hard to actually divulge uh, through that maze of different workout routines and such in terms of saying, okay, what should I actually do? What is you, what, what's your, um, do you know, what's your approach towards what, what do you, how do you coach your, your clients over this time and what types of workouts, um, uh, do you recommend yourself? <clears throat> well, um, I'm not so worried about the, uh, clients that I do one-on-one training mm-hmm. with. They, they are the ones that, and like you said, it has been really, amazing how quickly all the also here in Finland all the biggest fitness chains they are offering online classes you know several five six seven eight eight hours a day free of charge even if you are not a member of that certain club you know you can still join the classes so I think that's 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 really really nice and then um uh, so, so my clients uh, that I work with, most of them, uh, since we are still able to go outdoors, uh, mm-hmm. people spend so little time uh, outdoors. So that's that's sort of the first option that I offered my clients. I, I sent them all a letter about a week ago, um, telling that you know this is now the situation. We know that we cannot enter the gyms, and and I sort of made even though some of the gyms are still open here, but I made the decision for my clients. I said that I do not recommend that you go into the gyms and I am not going into a gym with anyone. So we train outdoors or then I can do this online training. But most of my clients, they do want to do things outdoors because first, like I said earlier, the weather has been so beautiful here. It's sunny every single day. So um, I have kettlebells. I have um, sort of resistance rubber bands. Mm. I have some handheld weights. I have a few, um, these kind of, um, what are they called that you use in uh, in um, Pilates? These kind of rolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you can do some, you know, stretching and stuff with those. So I, I have my, you know, things that I, I carry around or I have them in, in my car. So um, I'm... Always, uh, I want to, every single time when I'm, I'm meeting with the client, I want to do a exercise routine where there is some kind of weight training. Because I know that probably that time that I'm spending with my client, that's the only time when they are standing the whole time, the whole yeah, 60 yeah. minutes. When they come home, they are sitting. And there was, there was a really interesting study in the national newspaper this morning. They did a study with um, some hundred uh, senior citizens over 70 years, and they decreased their um, amount of steps from 6,000 to 2,500 daily. In two weeks, in two (laughs) weeks, they lost uh, approximately 400 grams of muscle mass from their calf muscles, just in two weeks. That's that's so, crazy. Yeah. So that's you know the, these kind of studies. I'm 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 always trying to educate my my clients and saying that it doesn't take half a year for you to lose your muscle mass, especially when you are over 60. So exactly. that's that's one thing. I always want to do some form of weight training. I like to use kettlebells. Uh, because they are quite easy to use. You can do many routines. You can also play a little with them. Mm-hmm. And um, then I do, uh, like, I use a lot of rubber bands because that teaches my clients the eccentric contraction. 
uh, which which you can probably not do so easily when you are using handheld weights. So um, that's that's something I do. And then um, most of my online training, because my apartment is not very big, so I do kind of uh, dynamic stretching, um, a little bit of meditation, as much as that's possible online, and um, then some relaxing exercises. But I, I prefer to do this sort of more sweaty exercises outdoors and then i do walks long walks of course yeah yeah, yeah. sure mm. so so, and, and so yeah go ahead sorry no no nothing go ahead uh, all right so <clears throat> so it, it is like a like a full suite basically you you um, what you uh, what you do with your clients is outdoors with weights mm-hmm. uh, kettle kettlebell, mm-hmm. kettlebells and weights and, and rubber bands and walks no no running however no no, okay. unfortunately, I I uh, I have had uh, several surgeries on my feet. Oh, okay, I cannot sure. run. Yeah, yeah. But if I have a client who wants to run, I bike. Okay. But that that happens very rarely. I I, sure, I sure. mostly have clients who do. And I and I think that um, since most of my clients are over fifty, I would say, and and uh, most of them have a little bit of overweight. The running is not the first exercise that no, I recommend. Not. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. absolutely. Walk mm. first, one then. That's that's. Yes. Good. Yes. All right. Very good. Very good. Laura, what is? I mean, because you work out a lot as well. So, what's your? I mean, how do you um, structure your workout routine currently? Yeah. So you, you, um, used, you used to go to to the gym, right? I, yeah. I, I assume that that's closed now. Or? No, our gym is okay. still open. Our condo gym. Um, so I, I'm so poor that I cannot afford to go to a fancy gym. So we we have a small one um, at the con uh, at the condo. Yeah. Uh, they've only uh, limited the number of people who get to go in at the same time, which is nice. And people really keep the distance. And I sanitize, you know, the gym mat and whatever. Um, I still don't go there too often, so I would say a few times a week for the actual strength training. And what I found really helpful um, when I actually want to get the benefits of strength training uh, while at home, because and this is also something that I usually do when I'm traveling and do not have access to a gym, uh, I would do slow reps which is one of my favorites it's uh, I, I do like really slow reps and i would say just the basic squats and push-ups and mm-hmm. whatever you do it's basically you like do it, 10 10 20 seconds down and yes 20 okay. seconds down 20 seconds up it is heavy uh yeah, like yeah. I, I it it's even heavier than me lifting weights at the gym uh, and then there is this other type of workout, which is, I think it's called isometric isolation or something like that. So basically it's like a static, uh, static hold, hold. Okay. until mm-hmm. collapse. So I would keep the position until my, you know, my legs collapse. So mm-hmm. that has been an interesting way. I actually, that was the way uh, of training before um, going to, to the Alps for skiing. Because skiing, what I've noticed is always a super, like if, if you don't ski regularly and then you go uh, on a holiday for a week or so, you, your legs are going to be killing you after the first two days. Uh, so <laughs> That's I, I, I true. Really, I really try <laughs> to find ways to train them in a way that, you know, the dynamic workouts at the gym with the weights, that didn't really prepare me well for the skiing part. 
So mm -hmm. this this uh, static hold thing until collapse, that kind of worked. So it, it made skiing definitely easier. My legs wouldn't kill me that quickly. So, so that was good preparation for that. But I would also say that has been during during this uh, crisis has been a, a really convenient way to sort of get the benefits of a strength workout. So just through this uh, static, uh, whatever, isometric, there is an official term for this, but I, I cannot remember it. And then this uh, slow reps approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I do mm -hmm. have the resistance band that Dina mentioned. So I, I do have the mini bands and then uh, the longer resistance bands. Mm -hmm. And then as that's... Yeah, for the cardio part, I would say the um, running. Yeah, for sure. I don't have a bicycle over here, so I I don't go for that. Uh, but I still go to to the gym for cycling, and then the interval running because it's it's quite hot to to run outdoors in in Singapore unless you right. go really early in the uh, morning or late in the evening. And then one option that I found really nice is is uh, water running, like running in the pool. Oh yes, and yes. I would imagine That's especially really nice. if if you don't um, if you don't uh, if you're not accustomed to to running or might be you know overweight or something and it's not yeah. good for the joints, uh, running in water is is lovely, and then we also have a rower in the uh, at the gym so so that's a really nice machine. Uh, you just need to be sure to sanitize it before you touch it, just during these difficult times. Of course, um, yeah. And then I, I play tennis uh, still because, you know, it does not require me to actually, um, you know, have interaction with with uh, with other people. Uh, you're quite far away from your uh, from the other player. Social and, distancing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you are using the same ball. Uh, yes, yes, true. But you could use gloves. Or do you both have your own? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a new kind of game. And then the last that I would, a fast one. <laughs> I would add it a uh, golf range. Uh, so so I, I, I've just been going to to uh, to the range. Um, so so I get to uh, do that as well without actually interacting a lot with other people. Mm. So the, mm -hmm. those would be the my, my tips on how to cope with this without actually meeting up with people or, you know, touching uh, surfaces that might be contaminated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I still can I go can I go a little course, bit back to course. the the, yeah. the slow reps and the static hold. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have Laura as a client someday because your your um, body measurements are so so uh, optimized. You are very tiny. And you have good uh, control over your joints and you have strong muscles and you have a background uh, in, in sports. You have been doing gymnastics and, and uh, you still, you know, your, your joints are maybe not, they are still functioning and, and you have the strong muscles that support your joints. But when you talked about uh, static call, for example, or slow reps, yeah. uh, the reason is I, I have heard and, and I know what you're talking about. But, but especially now when, when you are doing online training and you don't see, you know, I don't see like, like last night I was doing a 90-minute a class with my client. Um, it's, it's really hard when you don't, you don't see your client so well. So you want to sort of optimize 
um, the choice of uh, movements and the amount of repetitions that you do, that you can be 100% sure that the client is having a proper technique yeah. all the time yeah, for the different exercises. And also, when even if when, when I'm training one-on-one uh, -on -one and I do see my client all the time, the, I think the very, very big problem here in Finland nowadays is that because people are sitting so much, so many people are overweight, it takes, in the beginning, it takes a very long time uh, just to teach the proper technique, you know, yeah. or, or then the, the, the other part, which I, I have found in several cases, is that it's not probably the fact that the people, they don't have enough strength, but they are so, you know, the muscles and, and uh, the fascia and everything is so tight that they cannot do the exercises. So you have oh, to yeah. start yeah. doing you know, dynamic stretching and sort of, and, and also the, the sort of the body awareness and, and their sort of understanding of how they are standing up, upright and, and what is your posture and everything. There are so many basic things that you have to teach first before you start doing these more demanding exercises. And I'm, I'm so old school that I cannot... You know, there, there are so many uh, like famous personal trainers here in Finland, for example, who do really, you know, extreme heat trainings and so on and so forth. But I, ca I cannot do that. It, it just, it, you know, I, I cannot accept that, that you are teaching something to people who cannot do the proper or who do not have the proper technique because you, you are doing more harm yeah, than safety good in first. that way. Exactly. Mm, safety first. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, this I is, can by the way, this is, by the way, an excellent tip as well. So as people are now, we all are pondering, okay, how, how are we going to replace our, our norm, normal workout routine routine when we are um, staying at home? Then the the message or top tip, what Tina just mentioned, is simply uh, do not start anything. It, it might not ne necessarily <laughs> be wise to start anything crazy. Um, through the internet where someone or where, where the coach cannot really adjust your technique and, and teach you the correct technique um, mm -hmm. so it's a, it is a good, good very good point to just if if you have for example stuff with your crossfit routine or or something or yoga or whatnot just continue doing that um, at the same time that's that's how I'm I'm, I'm approaching this as well I've bought some kettlebells I've got the resistance bands and yoga mats and stuff and i'll just continue continue um, mm -hmm. um with that stuff um as well um mm -hmm. what are the mm -hmm. and, and you, you can be a bit creative at the same time with your workouts back at home as well so for example if you live um in a block of flats just go and do the stairs for, for a few times um i live in a 40-story um uh, building myself um, so it's easy to get a good, very good workout by running up and down the stairs for a few times. So. <laughs> you do it once and you're done. <laughs> I did. I did it once today. I, I was actually. It took me ten minutes to go down and then come back up again the forty flights. So tomorrow, wow. tomorrow I'll do do it twice um, and then mm -hmm. in, increase that on a daily basis. So I was counting that I might be able to do four at least four times climbing up. Um, maybe mm -hmm. maybe next. No, time. sounds um, good. Let's see how Sounds that. Good. But anyway, so the point point is that you, you can be very creative in terms of your workouts as well. And mm -hmm. if if you don't have kettlebells or weights at your house, you can use water bottles or milk canisters or um, a suitcase or a backpack or whatever. I mean, you just be creative. You, you can create resistance from anything back in your house, right? 
Mm -hmm. That's right. That's correct. Just be careful if you have a small flat. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't absolutely. break anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess. And then, I guess. I guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I, uh, some of the people have been asking me, where do you find all these kettlebells and stuff? Because most of the stores, they are telling that they have nothing. Everything is sold out. But Where then is... you have these uh, recycled, these, uh, you know, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. called in English? Oh, right. yeah. So I call them, yeah, because, uh, you know, everybody has been buying from TV shop all these different weights and stuff and they use them for two weeks and then they sell them or give them to somebody. So I was calling the local recycle center and I asked them, you know, do you have uh, ropes and rubber bands and handheld weights and kettlebells? And, and, and she was, it was so funny. The lady was smiling and laughing and she said that you must be the 11th person who calls in today about the same thing <laughs> <laughs> so i thought i was being clever yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's a good but, point uh, good point you, you can you, you can uh, you know try to buy these second hand as well um from second mm -hmm. hand selling apps and you what? might also get uh so lucky and, and find the good old aptronic from the 90s tv shop you know, it was some kind of a belt that was <laughs> wiggling your belly in a way that, you know, it would ultimately give you abs. So I right. love yes. Never bought it. Yes. You, tiny, you lose fat just yeah. by sitting down just by and doing a thing. Wiggling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the magic, magic pill approach again. There True. You go. So I guess for workouts, I guess the top tip there is simply to make sure you follow your own exercise routine. Whatever you've done previously. Uh, continue Stick doing it. it. Stick to it. I mean, obviously, in a modified way, which you can do at your at your house or, or you know, given the quarantine rules or, mm -hmm. or lockdown of your own country. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, and obviously, and so just stick to your schedule again. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true. And and then the same thing as we discussed earlier, that there is always a solution. You know, if there is a will, there is a way. So so I I, I really believe in that that. If you want to do your exercise routine and you cannot do the one that you are used to, you will come up with something else. Absolutely. For sure. Now, mm. as we have now nourished our bellies in a healthy way and done some physical exercise, then obviously one, one of the aspects which you mentioned yourself as well, um, which you do with some of your clients, is uh, meditation. How do you approach uh, meditation and how, what, what are some of the benefits that you would see that meditation could, could potentially have for people, especially during this situation? Well, I have to say that um, uh, I'm quite new uh, myself practicing meditation. I have been uh, maybe for the last couple of years. Um, I have been trying to find uh, different kind of apps and uh, yeah. podcasts and, you know, ways of, of, uh, of learning. And um, because I feel that before I have my own strong experience, I cannot recommend really anything to my clients. So I, I sort of have to know what I'm talking about. But um, uh, now during the last couple of weeks, I have been trying to find um, new apps and uh, and uh, ways of you know sort of integrate somehow a small maybe five minutes of meditation into the end of each workout oh, that yeah. I do and I and I do teach some uh, concepts classes um, group exercise classes where meditation is always 
included the last five minutes of the class. You have to do some kind of med uh, meditation, and and uh, and the the uh, I think the the only thing that I can teach is focus on your breathing. I mean, I, I, I don't feel that I'm very good at, you know, telling the different other things, but I'm, I'm just, I'm mostly talking about the breathing, the inhale, the exhale, what it does to you. And, and, uh, um, especially now when people are feeling so much anxiety and worry. And, and, uh, so I, I'm, I'm trying to, encourage people to do meditation or I don't I don't necessarily even use the word meditation for because for some people meditation is like oh that mother earth whatever you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just feels too you know this is not for me I don't want mm. to do that but I, I try to you know I say put on some nice music lie down relax concentrate on your breathing whatever it is so so slowly step by step trying to learn how to calm down and calm down your thoughts and uh, and then probably also then start focusing more on your on your breathing so that's Absolutely. that's what I have been teaching so far but I know from my own experience I have had like like Laura was telling earlier I had had plenty of troubles with my sleep I'm a very very poor sleeper not so much anymore thanks to Aura but but um, I'm learning things but let's say like one year ago it was just impossible I was you know awake five six times during the night and and yeah. it was just a I know the feeling a nightmare yeah so so um, then I, I went to see um, some doctors and I, I didn't really get any help from there. So I started studying myself and, and trying to find different ways of how to calm down during the night. And instead of lying down in the bed and, and you know, worrying about, you know, the time being 4 a.m. and you have to get up at 6. So I, I started learning myself the ways that I could do my own own kind of meditation and I I know that it it helps so much even if you do just you know five ten minutes it, it really uh, helps you and I also do that um, before this crisis started I had very very busy <clears throat> training days so I would almost every single day I took about a 15 minutes when I came home yeah. and, and did my uh, lunch I took a little break and, and I just lie down and try to relax and calm and, and sort of, you know, just just relax and breathe. So that's that's pretty much my experience of meditation. No, it's, and it, it is great that you mentioned that, especially um, around the anxiousness and, and fear management as well, because <clears throat> what meditation simply is, is, is focusing on something which is present, right? Or mm -hmm. obviously, depending on which type of meditation you're doing, but most of the time, when when you're, for example, doing the the very simple uh, focusing on your breath for five, ten minutes, twenty minutes, mm -hmm. how, however long you want to do it, it takes away your focus. Take it takes it takes your focus away from stuff which happens around you. It takes your focus away from any fears of the, about the future, anxieties, or, or or so forth. And when you do this on a regular basis, say on a daily basis, that becomes easier and easier for you to do even subconsciously throughout the day. So simply mm -hmm. when, when your mind is racing, when you're feeling fearful and so forth, you just focus on your breath for a while and you feel, feel better instantly. 
Yeah, it mm -hmm. is definitely something that, that um, I do recommend heavily as well to onto everyone. There are loads of great apps out there like Headspace and, and uh, Waking Up. Um, waking up and app. Oak is also a good Oak, one. So it's completely free. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Doesn't have as much variety as the other ones, but you know, I really appreciate the fact that it's it's free. Uh, and the the founder of the company kind of wanted to make something that is accessible for for everybody. So it's a beautiful thought behind that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you mm -hmm. Laura? How do you how do you think about the uh, current um, situation versus meditation? How, I mean, there must be something. It helps. It yeah. helps tons. Just sort of, uh, and it has been scientifically proven that meditation sort of uh, uh, helps you uh, during difficult times. Uh, and this would uh, relate to, let's say, work stress or stressful situations in the economy or world or whatever. So I would say there's no harm in investing, let's say, 10 minutes a day into meditation or let's say if you're feeling super restless you feel like you know this is not my gig at all um, start with let's say yoga or some kind of uh, uh, physical practice that allows you to focus on present because for example my, I myself I go to the yoga studio maybe once a week so not too often uh, but since the workout is quite, uh, I would say, unfamiliar to me, even though I've done tons of yoga, it's it's I usually pick a quite a challenging class and it is so demanding and the movements and asanas and whatever you call those freaky things that you do at the <laughs> studio, it it's so challenging both mentally and physically that I am totally immersed in that very moment. So it's kind of like a meditative experience for me. And then at the end of the class, there's always like a five minute uh, lying down, a breathing, uh, cooling off session. So mm -hmm. that would be my top tip for the ones who are really restless. Try to do something like physical that sort of forces you to to focus on the very moment and not think about, you know, the, the unpaid bills or, you know, uh, if you need to run some errands the, the next minute. So yeah, something okay. that mm -hmm. allows you to be super <clears throat> present. The breathing stuff is also really great. Uh, lots of resources online. Um, and I would say guided meditations in the beginning. Also, one, one uh, approach that I found super helpful was the loving kindness meditation, which is mm -hmm. uh, essentially just you wishing well to yourself and or to, to people around you at the workplace or whatever. I think especially if you do that in the morning, it sets the right tone uh, does, yeah, for the entire day. Because mm -hmm. even if you wake up, uh, you read the news saying all these nasty things about how this crisis is, is hitting the, the planet, uh, just sort of bringing yourself back to this loving kindness state and wishing well to yourself and to your loved ones and to the other people suffering in this world. It's kind of, I, I think it, it, it's really grounding you after reading all those, those bad news. Mm -hmm. And and like Dina, you mentioned this sort of uh, uh, meditation as part of your sleeping routine, uh, calming yourself down when when you're, uh, you know, feeling restless and cannot fall asleep. I, I think it 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 works like a miracle. So for my kids, for example, I I, I um, play them like a 30 minute sleep meditation every single night before they fall asleep, and mm. that like that they actually ask for it 
if I was about to forget it. So it, it's really something that helps them oh, nice. to sort of set the, 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 the mind in a right uh, mm. kind of setting for sleep and just to focus on the positive good things and sort of calm down and they, they, they will fall asleep really quickly. And I would really recommend this even to small children. So anybody from, let's say, three years old uh, would probably benefit from this and you as a parent uh, highly likely need to do it with them so be present and help them to get used to this kind of routine but I would say it's definitely worth giving a shot mm -hmm. and I, I totally agree with you Laura that that in the beginning like when I started meditating um, I didn't really know you know how to start even though there are tons of applications and you know you can find all these these studies and and you know different kind of uh, services that are online but but um, I found um, I don't remember where I found it but it's an application called 10% happier yeah. and um, they they have different kind of guided meditations and all those this uh, what you mentioned this loving kindness <laughs> And that, that sort of made it very easy in the beginning, at least for me, when somebody is telling me what to do, you know, inhale, exhale, even though it sounds quite ridiculous that you have to have somebody telling you that, but, but sort of guiding you through the first meditations. And, yeah. and also, I found it very uh, sort of easy in the beginning that uh, instead because I was so worried that how can I calm my mind you know my, my thoughts are running and I'm thinking about you know what time is my next class and so on I cannot calm my sort of my thoughts down so then when you are listening to somebody who is telling you what to do then you have to focus on that and I, I, I think that for me at, at least it, it made it a lot easier in yeah. the beginning yeah Absolutely, absolutely. It is, I mean, this this whole concept of healthy habits, it, it is something that we all must really cultivate during these times, especially during these times. Like, we should actually do, do this every day of our lives, like always, mm -hmm. but uh, especially during these, um, uh, you know, challenging times when um, the new news flow is quite negative all the time and we are staying at our homes and so forth. So this is the perfect time to really hone into, um, into your uh, own healthy habits as well and ensure that everything is in, in place so you are well both physically and mentally um, um, to you know strive in, in the situation and come come out out at the other side even better than, than what you uh, what you used to be as well so, so yes, you know, yeah go ahead yeah, I was just going to add that that's why you you have to keep up with these healthy habits right. so when crises like this happen, you are prepared, you know, it, even, even, you know, we are facing very hard times, but I, I feel that it's, I'm almost ashamed, you know, I, I don't want to say to people when they ask, well, how are you doing? And this is so awful and blah, blah, blah. And you go like, yes, this is awful, but this also will pass, you know, by the end of this year, we are facing another kind of time. So when you are sort of prepared when when you are not everything is coming to you like a huge surprise and oh now I have to start learning these new ways of eating and now I have to start yeah. exercising otherwise I get depressed you know if, if sort of everything hits you at once if you are not prepared um, you will probably not survive so well that's so that's true. that's why you have to keep up these healthy habits every single day to be, yeah. be, become anti-fragile that's yes yes absolutely. that's right 
So yeah. as we are as we are wrapping up the discussion, you know, what would be your sort of three tips towards staying healthy and fit during this lockdown? Um, well, um, first of all, um, the, and these are not in in any order. You know that right, this is the right, most yeah. important that I say first. But <laughs> yeah. but I I think that it's really important that you, um, if possible, that you don't stay alone. You know, don't don't stay at home. Worry about the whole world and this situation alone. Call to your friends, call to your, you know, stay together with your family members, take care of one another and and sort of, um, you know, even though you are not supposed to meet anybody, but still Mm -hmm. you can use the phone, you you can have, you know, FaceTime uh, phone calls and so on. So don't, don't spend too much time alone. Yeah. Uh, then stick to your routines, like we discussed earlier, whether it concerns um, food, eating, exercise, sleep. Stick to the same routines that you are doing every single day. You eat the same time, you exercise several times a week and so mm. on. Yeah. And, and then <clears throat> um, also... I think that it's really important, not only during this time, but but in overall, it's. I think it's really important to see something positive every single day. You know, and and the. I think at least for me, this is what I'm trying to practice. That I only watch the news once a day. I do that um, most of the time. I do that in the evening because I don't want to see all the new. You know. Uh, things that they have discovered and how many people died last week and so on. I don't want to hear that in the morning. So I listen to the news. Yes, I'm protecting. I'm listening to the news only in the evenings. I don't read all the different articles that are out there about this coronavirus. I, I only listen to the news. And then I try to see and do something positive every single day. If it's that I, when I go to the grocery store, I buy uh, fresh flowers or, you know, I listen to some good music or, you know, something like this. So, mm. so that you have positive things in, in every single day. This is so important. I mean, it, it is something it just like smashes me into the face as well, because I haven't really been very mindful of, of this whole thing um, uh, myself as well. And it is so important for us to to sort of filter the, the crap and negativity <clears throat> out mm-hmm. of our screens as well and out of our, our, out of our minds, because the negative impact in, into our minds of the constant newsfeed, for example, is massive or can be massive unless mm-hmm. you can't consciously actually protect your mind from it as well. So it is, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And focus, focusing on controlling the controllable, focusing on positive things, <clears throat> having a good chat with, uh, with with a loved one or, or whatever that might be. Uh, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Such, yeah. O- yeah. such awesome t- tips. Good. <laughs> Laura, any any sort of tips from your side towards um, healthy habits during lockdown? I think Dina's list was pretty uh, pretty was. great. So, so many good things over there. And I would, I would simply add that sort of even in the middle of this crisis, maybe just try to embrace the situation. If you haven't had, I would say, any healthy habits yet, uh, just, you know, utilize the, the extra time you have right now because you're not, uh, 
you know, wasting it commuting to the office. And that means you probably have one to two hours a day extra. Uh, just use it wisely. Don't don't use it on, you know, binge watching Netflix or doing some mindless whatever scrolling the news or something. Just get have like a really structured approach. And I would say like goal oriented approach to building those those healthy habits. And like Tina mentioned in the exercise part, don't start with the crazy stuff that the celebrities are, you know, showing all these kind of crazy heat workouts or acrobatics or whatever you might find on the internet. Just rather uh, start easy, start uh, building those healthy habits uh, uh, like like uh, in a way that it doesn't really hurt you, but kind of uh, allows your body to adjust to the workouts and, and whatever other routines uh, you might have. And I would say... Uh, our app has some of the contents that you might want to check out just to get started. So we do have the, the very basic um, unguided meditation timer. We do have the two minute breathing um, mm. content and that kind of easy stuff. Uh, so if you don't want to kick off with the workout stuff or you don't know what to do yet, maybe you want to have a soft start and just first uh, start building those healthy habits of sleeping and mindfulness <clears throat> and breathing and going outdoors, like Tina mentioned, like go for walks, get those steps in, and then progressively you can you can build the other stuff on top of that. Yep, absolutely. And for that, an excellent resource, like Tina mentioned, is the that the a lot of the fitness studios are offering uh, free uh, workouts, uh, even for non-members. So you can then check out those. But like start easy, uh, build gradually and make sure that you can follow the progress because that's the rewarding part where you can actually see that, hey, this week I managed to do this and this and this and it's all adding up to my health and well-being in the long run. Indeed. So that would be my top tip, which was like maybe a two-minute explanation. But <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because it, it, I mean, all, all of the content, uh, the discussion topics and content of this podcast have been so so amazing, and I'm I'm sure this is very valuable to uh, so many people, including myself, by the way. Um, so I would just like to thank you, Tina, so much for your um, for you joining us today and, and all of your excellent knowledge and and for this discussion. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. This was really nice. It was a pleasure. It was really nice talking to you too. And I wish I was, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe whenever later. Uh, yes. When all of this is over. Yes. Always, yes. Always someday. And, mm -hmm. and Laura yeah. as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you listeners for joining us on this Healthy Love episode number 11, Healthy Habits during this lockdown period. Stay safe. Upkeep your healthy habits every single day, and I'll, I will speak to you soon. Peace! This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor patient relationship is formed. The use of this information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.